we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Adam Morgan. Here is the challenge. To create something that has never previously existed must accountably manage millions of dollars while convincing a skeptical public being told this health option would not only not work for them, but it was going to be repealed and replaced anyway. Now, six years following inception, with 43,900 rural medical enrollments and 126,100 urban medical enrollments, Connect for Health Colorado is not only an unqualified state success, it's becoming a national role model exchange for other states. Greetings again, I'm Adam Morgan. With its health plans covering over 170,000 Coloradans, now in its seventh year of fulfilling the promise and vision of the Affordable Care Act, but tailored precisely for Colorado, on this edition, we go inside Connect for Health Colorado with its chief executive officer and leader, Kevin Patterson. You know, I've always been in a position where I just am trying to solve a problem. And, you know, I come from uh, the place of just I want to be a steward and I want to make sure that wherever I am, it's a little bit better because of what I'm able to do yeah, sure. for it. So, you know, for me, it really was about I think I can help. Uh, I think I hear a need from constituents that are saying, you know, health insurance is pretty important. Um, and as you age, you understand how much more important health insurance becomes. And so you, you start talking to people, you hear from folks, you have your own experience with uh, knowing people that have chronic conditions or accidents that happen to them that causes things to for a pre-existing condition that they have to manage from that point forward. And so it just became one of those things that was like, you know, I think we can do something different than this. And, you know, when the Affordable Care Act started, there was all the political noise, but it also was about building the plane while you're flying it. Yeah. And not really easy to do. Um, and then some of the things that were in the legislation, it didn't go as far as uh, I think the initial idea was for what they wanted the exchanges to become. Um, and so we had to figure out what would really work for Colorado. And so we really began to talk about with stakeholders, both front range, western slope, eastern plains, didn't matter what corner you're from. Uh, you know, we wanted to hear from folks and say, okay, how can we do something that solves as many of these problems from corner to corner of Colorado? And and that's really the approach that I, I really have brought to this is just, just to solve it regardless of party, regardless of economics, regardless of where you come from. Yeah. You know, it's just how do we help you get health insurance? And, but, and that's the simple question. But you've had to deal with the Colorado split, I call it. I mm-hmm. call it the Colorado split because Colorado split between – Urban corridor mm-hmm. and rural. In urban, you have a lot of resources. You have doctors. You have all that stuff. In rural Colorado, you don't. And so you're trying to put together insurance plans and 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 outreach and things like that. That's got to be a particularly interesting challenge to give people in rural areas the affordable care that you're able to give people in urban centers. Yeah, I think we do see that it it does cost differently in. The, the mountain communities and rural communities because you just don't have the volume mm-hmm. that you have in the urban corridors. And so that becomes an issue because when you buy a piece of equipment, you don't have as many people to spread that cost across. Yeah. So that, that that's one issue. Uh, but what I also see in these rural communities is because they know everybody in their rural community, they're really good at coming together to figure out, okay, how do we figure out how to help our community live a better life. They're better that. at that. They, they really, I mean, they're really creative. They're very collaborative. 
a lot of the things that I've been able to take and try to do statewide is because I've seen it happen at the in the rural communities. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of us on the front range need to learn some collaboration lessons from a lot of these folks in, all over the state because they're forced to do it because they don't have as many resources. And I think they have the the ability and the want to do it because they know they're going to see these folks as they're moving around town. And so I think it just creates a different sense of community. And I think in the urban corridor, we, we get a little into the competition a little bit much. Yeah. Uh, but in a way that it sometimes makes the system inefficient. And so I think we just need to be thoughtful uh, about, you know, how, how much competition can drive an ingenuity creativity, but it also can create a little bit of islands even within the urban corridor. Because the signals of the radio station just don't stop in Denver. They go out in rural Colorado. The message to them is you can participate and gain your insurance with Connect for Health Colorado and and, and get some some policies. That's a, probably a bad word to use, but it's probably not accurate to use. You can get health insurance that you can use that's going to help you out, that has some uh, affordability to it. And some resources where you can actually take advantage of it. Yeah, we've seen actually on a percentage basis, we've seen more growth in the rural communities over the past couple of years because we're just trying to get that message out to folks. And I think a lot of people, they think, well, I I have a job. I can't qualify for any federal assistance for because they think it's all Medicaid. Yeah. And it's different. I mean, if you're making about $15 an hour, so you're making about $31,000 a year. For a person, you know, you can make up to $48,000 a year and still qualify. So it's it's not as if it's for a smaller group of people. It's for working people that, that their jobs can't either afford to provide them care or maybe they're starting their own business and mm-hmm. they're trying to do something on their own. Uh, you know, it really creates a lot of opportunity. And that's a lot of our businesses in Colorado. We really? don't have a lot of Fortune 100 companies up and down the front range and spread all over the place. And so you've got a lot of of businesses of one, people that either have retired from somewhere else or they've taken a buyout. Their company maybe has downsized. They love the quality of life in Colorado. They come here. They're starting their own business because from Denver International Airport, you can get to two-thirds of the country in two hours. Right. You know, it, it makes a lot of sense if, you, if you're living that kind of lifestyle. And if you or just looking for a way to get health insurance, we provide a lot of folks that opportunity. This is the place to get the health insurance that can match the budgets that you have from the sales that you're generating. This is the way to do it. I believe that's true. For the people in rural Colorado, again, probably one of the concerns they have, I keep hearing there are no doctors here. Why should I have insurance? Because nobody's going to take care of me. It's a real issue. I I do believe that we've got some challenges um, around providing the right kind of workforce In rural communities. Um, And I hear it from the providers because what they will also say is if I'm going to have a nurse, I have to pay them so much more uh, because it costs more to live in a in a rural community. So even if you don't qualify for the tax credit, you're a little above 400 percent of poverty. You know, if you're living in Steamboat, that's the most expensive groceries in the state because it's the hardest place to get to. So you have to think about how they're how they're challenged with just regular living expenses. And so I do believe that is a, a true and, and that's an honest problem. And I think there are some workforce initiatives that the state is considering and, and, and trying to figure out how do you get doctors, nurses, uh, especially specialties that that becomes even a larger issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, I think we just have to look at it as a state and figure out the policymakers are going to have to figure out how they need to think about network adequacy differently. Because but, if you, you might have a hospital there, but if 
if they can't do your particular procedure, you've got to figure out how to cross a mountain pass or two to get to your care. But if you live there, then they have figured out if they want to buy certain things, they want to buy certain fashion, they want to buy certain supplies, they got to get what their predecessors did. They have to get in the wagon and go to town. And they will get in the wagon and go to town. So if you have a health issue, you have to go to Denver for it. You got to go to Fort Collins for it. You got to go to Colorado Springs. They're going to do it. So it's better to get the health insurance there and have the insurance with you when you show up in Denver, Fort Collins, and Colorado Springs. Well, maybe. So you can pay for it. Well, I I think the question becomes what Uh care can you find locally and what specialty care perhaps is the question of what do you need to travel for? Because – if you're in Pagosa Springs, let's just use this as an example. Yeah. And you're a snowbird coming up from Houston because I talked to a guy there a couple of years ago and we had this conversation. Yeah, sure. And it was interesting because he's like, you know, if they were able to do hips and knees here, I wouldn't have to travel so far for this care because, you know, ortho is really what they needed. And I'm like, well, maybe they could find a doc or two that would want to be either in Durango or Pagosa. But you have to make that effort to figure out what are the kinds of procedures that you're seeing in your locality and think about do you need to deliver it a little bit differently rather than just having it kind of pop up as a popcorn approach and you yeah, know, it's just yeah, sure. more random. And I, I think those are the questions we just need to think about. Even though you do not you do not do a medical workforce at all, but you can make recommendations to those who do, some places they should be looking at and, and what specialties or, or GPs they need to send there. We just reflect what we're hearing from consumers when we're talking to them about health insurance. Yeah. You start a conversation about health insurance, it is not normally a short conversation. <laughs> and, and people will bring up all these other tangents that are related to it, but it's just kind of how they experience or view it from what has happened to them. And so I, I think it's really interesting for us. We're just kind of like the intersection. We're not the cars driving through the traffic We're not the signs telling who can go, who has to stop. We're just trying to facilitate the movement of the market. And and that's really, I think, the role that we we really feel like we play. Of the challenges that you've had, the achievements that you've done, which is the one that sticks out more for you that I'm glad that we were able to overcome it. We were glad that we were able to put together the right package. I'm glad we were able to put together the right thing that touched Coloradans and brought them into the healthcare system. That's a great question. I I wish I could. There's so many. Uh, I mean, it, I've talked to customers that like a lady that lives in a certain part of the state. I can't give out too much health information. Oh, yeah. uh, but, you know, she was not able to move. She wasn't able to be mobile. And we were able to provide her the kind of uh, medical assistance where she could have prosthetic devices so that she can actually enjoy the mountains where she she lived close to. Hearing those stories from people is immensely helpful to the work that we do. Um, but I know that whether it was when the health op uh, had to be replaced and we had to figure out what to do with all those folks. Okay, or, okay, the health op. So that was the old co-op that was created. And then the Division of Insurance said, oh, I don't think you guys have enough money okay. to go forward. So, And the feds didn't give them money that they had planned on getting t- for their for some of the claims that they, they were getting ready to pay. So okay. we literally like uh, – 10 days before open enrollment, had to redo our, everything for for all of those folks that were thought they were going to have that one carrier. Yeah. And we had to get communication out to them, had to make sure they understood what their choices were going to be. Wow. It was a good bit of work in a very short period of time, but we actually pulled it off. And, and I, I have to thank the staff because they were able just to come in and they're just so committed to the work that we do. 
um, they, they made it happen. And then even uh, the year that the cost share reductions were not funded uh, by the administration, and it was literally Friday the 13th in October, and, you know, and here we are starting open enrollment on November 1st, and it's yeah. like, okay, we have to do the rates for everybody uh, now. We have to re- we had to refile every single no, really? plan. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, needless to say, that was a lot of work that we weren't planning to do in a very short period of time, but we were able to do that. And so the customer was like, oh, yeah, that everything worked the way they expected. Wasn't easy, but we actually made it smooth for them, which is yeah. what, what we were really trying to do. What trends are you seeing in health now, in health care, and, and that, especially insurance-wise, because, you know, insurance... There's always something new in insurance. They're always coming up with stuff. So much new. That's kind of, I think part of the challenge is as new things come up, it adds to the confusion that the consumer already has. You know, I was talking to a group of folks literally yesterday morning and I said, you know, what what I hear from folks when they talk about health insurance is they, they understand their car insurance so much better than they understand their health insurance. Really? Yeah. And what's ironic is you can total your car and get a new one. You can't total your body and get another one. I know you can't. But but when you think That's about a perfect way of right, putting it too. Right. And so I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. So somebody said, Well, Kevin, I've had this health insurance and I just didn't use it, so I don't know why I need to continue to have it. And I said, Okay, well, so you want to use your health insurance? And they said, Yeah, yeah, right, right. I said, Okay. So when you're having your car insurance, do you take off your seatbelt and go run into something so you can use it? <laughs> and they said, well, no, that yeah. doesn't make. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I said, so we've got to get people to understand that they have to use. How do they access the system of care is different than their health insurance. And, and I think people sometimes conflate those things. And so it could be that maybe you need to think about what you eat a little bit differently. How are you trying to be a little more active? How do you make sure you're drinking a little more water, cutting out some sugary beverages? Those are all things that help you live a better life. And so for the preventative stuff, we've got to make sure that we get ourselves more comfortable as people to go in and say, yeah, I might not hear news I want to hear, but if I can do something about it now and I can live a fuller, better life for myself and my family for a longer period of time, that's a great thing. But we want to just say, oh, I don't want to go talk to that doctor. They're going to tell me something I have to do. And I'm right. like, yeah, but you might need to do it, <laughs> right? So I, I think we just have to help people get past some of that and, and think about how do they do the kinds of things that will help them thrive. On the sedition, we're getting in touch with the success that the State Health Insurance Exchange Connect for Health Colorado has become for 170,000 Coloradans with its CEO, Kevin Patterson. We will continue our conversation with him on our next edition. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. And we do thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us. You have been listening to Mile High Magazine, a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. If you have a suggestion for a future program or a question, please send an email to publicaffairs at bonneville.com. Thanks for listening to Mile High Magazine.